This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Built by Bama online podcast presents Daybreak for Friday, April the 17th. 2020, Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL with you three times a week here on the Daybreak podcast. A lot to get to on the program today. We're not going to spend a lot of time commiserating about what today should be, which is the eve of 2020 A-Day at the University of Alabama. We know that's by the boards. We know the captain ceremony at Denny Chimes that we typically get before the A-Day scrimmage, not going to have it, at least not right now, perhaps postponed to a later date. We are going to have an NFL draft coming up in less than a week. The first round of the 2020 NFL draft will get underway next Thursday. That's going to be held virtual, virtually, I guess you could say. Tua Tagovailoa, Jedrick Wills, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs III, Xavier McKinney, maybe Trayvon Diggs. What about Terrell Lewis? Where does he fall into the mix in all this? We are going to have a draft coming up, so that'll be newsy, of course. Uh, But there's still a lot going on in the recruiting side of things, and we're going to be joined here in just a minute by Hank South, who does an outstanding job covering Alabama recruiting, whether it's football, whether it's hoops. Hank's got you covered, and so we'll do that right now. After this break, we'll be joined by Hank. We'll get into some Bama recruiting right here on Daybreak, part of the Built by Bama online podcast. So let's check in with Hank South right now, recruiting analyst for us right there at BamaOnline.com. Hank, how are you doing? I'm good, Travis. How are you? I cannot complain. You know, it's been a busier stretch here in the last couple weeks than I think most of us imagine. imagine. You knew that Alabama men's basketball had some slots to fill, uh, but this flurry from Nate Oates and his staff, impressive to say the least, and looks like we could be done when talking about the 2020 recruiting cycle with a five-man class. But then you heard Nate Oates on Thursday with some comments, pretty interesting. I thought, Hank, that he used the words almost done in terms of (laughs) this latest recruiting class. I guess some of that could be tied into the fact that you do have three guys right now that are in that NBA draft process. You kind of anticipate a couple of those guys moving on, but maybe this is also in relation to the potential for Herb Jones to make the move. Yeah, you know, it's such a change of pace, you know, covering basketball recruiting right now with Nate Oates just because he's so as transparent as he can be about the process without actually talking about specific kids, you know, you, know, you, you, uh, you got, you see Nick Saban and they, they never really talk about recruiting. You hear Nick Saban talk about recruiting on, on national signing day when, when they can, uh, when can they actually name the kids when they've signed their letters of intent. But, you know, Nate Oates has always been, he kind of gives you a rundown of, of what their recruiting plan is and what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see if they're done. You know, there's still some guys out there, 
um, that, you know, Bama has been tied to, I think, um, the biggest one of this week, um, that, that we've kind of heard of, or we know we've been talking about him for a while, but he, uh, he officially reclassified to 2020 this week is, uh, is Frank Anselm, uh, the center prospect that has, um, Alabama, LSU and Georgia is his final three. Um, so, so he's been a guy we we've kind of covered, um, off and on here in the last couple months. Um, but it looks like he's going to make a decision later this month, but yeah, you know, and we've seen Bama just kind of go pedal to the metal as far as being involved with all these different guys late, whether it be prep recruits, whether it be uh, transfers, grad transfers and, and uh, Juco guys. And, you know, we've seen it pay off definitely um, with signing day and the, and the guys they they um, they made it official with yesterday. And maybe we'll see them being involved uh, with, with so many guys, you know, pay off here later later on if they end up um, having more room and, and having a spot left. Yeah, there's been a lot of guys that have mentioned Alabama in the transfer process. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Luther Muhammad of Ohio State was one of those names we heard in the last week or two. Jalen Carey, a point guard transfer from Syracuse. So uh, it's been, I know for you, a lot to sort of try <laughs> to track because it seems like uh, about every other one of these transfers, and there are hundreds uh, it seems in the portal now uh, have mentioned Alabama. So uh, what's that like trying to sort through what's real, what may not be real uh, when it comes to actual interest from Alabama and some of these guys? Hey, you know, at least it gives me something to write about. You know, we don't have live sports <laughs> happening right now. So, you know, I'll take I'll take a guy having Alabama involved in the mix that we can kind of learn more about. But yeah, no, it's I felt like, you know, it's kind of calmed down a little bit. Obviously, you know, signing five guys is going to slow things down a, a tad bit with, with who they can be involved with. But, you know, before, you know, they had this run of commitments um, with Bruner, Ellis, uh, Primo and and Miles all in the last two and two or three weeks. Um, yeah, it was like every day you, you looked on Twitter and it's like, oh, here here's another guy. There was Josh Morgan, the Long Beach State Center had had Bama in the mix. Um, Landers yeah. Nolly, the the Virginia Tech transfer. So, yeah, no, it, it's calmed down. But, you know, it's yeah, you kind of have to keep your head on a swivel when, when you log on on to Twitter during transfer season with basketball. So let's talk some football recruiting as we shift gears here with Hank South of BamaOnline.com. Uh, always commitment watch going on. I guess there are a player or two that Alabama has been in the mix with here on the recruiting side of things that could be getting ready to make their intentions known. Uh, give us a guy or two right now of particular note that, that you've sort of been on that watch for here in the last few days. Yeah, uh, you know, there's always, you know, springtime's always kind of spontaneous season, but guys that have, you know, come out and, uh, you know, announced their intentions to make a, a commitment um, this week, uh, Raniere Dilworth, or as he goes by, Rara Dilworth, the uh, the four-star linebacker from North Carolina, uh, he, he's narrowed it down to Alabama and North Carolina. Those are his two finalists, um, and the he's kind of gone back and forth on his decision date, whether he wanted to announce on the 17th, maybe in early May, but he's officially decided he's going to announce on, on the 17th on uh, today um, between Alabama and North Carolina. It's his grandmother's birthday. That's the significance of, of April 17th. Um, and, and so, you know, th- this has been one that's gone back and forth. Um, and he, and he's, you know, if, if you've watched his tape, he's got some of the most impressive 
tape that I've seen so far in the 2021 class. He's he's rated as a linebacker, but um, he's about 185, 195 pounds. So he, he doesn't have a lot of size, but he's just a, a freak athlete that you could you could figure out something <laughs> to do with him. And he, if he doesn't fill out and, you know, projected that linebacker spot, maybe defensive back, uh, maybe elsewhere. Um, and, and so, you know, you, you see why schools like Alabama, and North Carolina and all these other schools that have offered him like him so much um, early on. You know, th- there was some buzz about Alabama after he took a visit for junior day on March 7th. Um, and that even carried on up until, you know, about a week and a half ago, there was still some, some optimism on the Alabama side as we've kind of gotten closer to today. It, it's, it's kind of trended more towards North Carolina. I've talked to a couple people, um, this week that have felt it's truly 50, 50. Um, so, you know, obviously it's going to be an announcement we, we tune in for, but uh, I'm leaning more towards North Carolina, keeping Rhaenyria Dilworth home. But, you know, with these early commitments, you always got to take into consideration the fact that they're going to probably still take official visits depending on, you know, whenever recruits can take visits again, um, he's probably still going to talk to school. So probably a guy we're going to keep talking about beyond uh, a decision, whether it's Alabama or North Carolina later on today. Sounds like a pretty good year over there in the Tar Heel state. Uh, because yeah. Drake may, we talked about a lot at the quarterback position, once committed to Alabama flipped to home state, North Carolina, now Dilworth, I know the running back position is well represented. Um, sounds like the timing, though, for Matt Brown coming back in there and showing some real promise in that in that return a year ago. Uh, but but it seems like we hear more and more about some North Carolina kids this time around. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it starts with Drake May. He actually just got moved up in the uh, top 247 even further um, than where he was. I I think we had him at 32 in the first update, and I believe he's at 22 now overall in the country. So he's well on his way to being um, in that five-star tier range. Um, Keyshawn Silver has been another guy that uh, Bama was – has been highly interested in as well uh the the top 100 defensive lineman from north carolina that that visited for junior day a couple months ago he has since committed to the tar heels so yeah you go down you go down their uh their in-state recruiting list and it's always you know north carolina always has some a good bit bit of talent but it, it seems um you know magnified even more so this year yeah let's get into some of that updated top 247 rankings that we saw here in the last few days and Wanted to ask you about talking about Dilworth being that sort of versatile athlete type uh, that could play a number of different positions. How does he compare maybe to an Xavier Sori of Graceville, Florida, who looks like he made a move up uh, in the in the top two, four, seven here in the last week? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, looking at them both, Xavier Sori, obviously, you know, he's already a little bit more physically developed than uh, Rhaenyria Dilworth is at this stage. I, I think he's more of a guy that, you know, you, you could plug in and it makes sense at playing outside linebacker, inside linebacker at this stage in his development. But like, yeah, like you said, they're both freak athletes. They pretty much, you know, they can do all things for their team. They both have, you know, the verified measurables the or the, you know, the verified numbers in, in terms of speed measurables and all that. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I, I think Xavier Sori makes more sense in, in terms of, you know, Bama recruiting him as an outside linebacker, whereas a guy like Ra Ra Dilworth, um, you know, is, is he going to be a safety? Could he play yeah. receiver? You know, so th- there's still some questions there about where um, whereas, you know, it's pretty clear that Xavier Sori is an outside linebacker. Yeah, it's interesting with guys like Dilworth, especially with what we saw from a player, say Isaiah Simmons here in recent years at Clemson Mm -hmm. and the different things that the Tigers were able to do with him. 
you just don't know, right, in two years what a guy's going to look like. Right. You know, Isaiah Simmons, we all thought, probably going to be a safety um, You know, at the, at the ceiling of his football career. You know, now he's 235, 240, and NFL teams are still trying to figure out exactly right. what they're going to do with <laughs> Isaiah Simmons. They just know they want Isaiah Simmons. They can they exactly. kind of sort out the rest of that. So when we look at the rest of these uh, moves in the top 247 by uh, prospects for the 2021 class with ties to Alabama, who else do we need to talk about? Tommy Brockermeyer, uh, Amarius Mims. Uh, who are some of these guys, Hank, that, that made some moves? Yeah, you know, I, I think the biggest one um, when it comes to Alabama for this specific update, and there's going to be more updates, obviously, as, as uh, the cycle wears on and, and we see these guys live whenever we can, hopefully soon. We'll see. Um, Terry and Arnold is is kind of the biggest mover. He he's um, you know he kind of came on everyone's radar this past season uh, during his junior year. Um, I don't have his stats right in front of me, but it, it, they were really really good. He he plays in Tallahassee. Um, he plays both sides of the ball. He's a receiver. He's a defensive back. He also is a star basketball player. So he kind of has this full athletic profile that you look for when evaluating guys. Um, and, and he moved up from outside the top two four seven to number eighty four overall in the country. So he. He made a big jump. He's in the top 100 now. Uh, I believe the number two rated safety in the class. Um, but you know, there's a lot to like about Terry and Arnold, and you know, his offer list shows that. I think he's up to 41 or 42 offers at this point in time. Recently committed to the All American Bowl in San Antonio next January. Um, so he's got a lot going for him at, at this point. And you know, Bama, Bama was in on him early. They offered him you know, before a lot of these schools came into the mix and, and he's recognized that, um, you know, he's, we, we've caught up with him a couple of times this spring since all the, the coronavirus, um, shut down has, has started. And, and he's talking to the coaches every day. You know, he, he's in contact with whether it be, um, Charles Kelly, Sal Sinceri, Pete Golding. He's talking to Nick Saban often. Um, so, so, you know, you, he's a priority target. You can tell, um, you know, by the way, uh, Bama has gone after him and, and, um, you know, he's visited a couple times in, in that early offer as well. So he was the biggest one. Brockermeyer, Tommy Brockermeyer is still in that top 10, uh, still, uh, still the number one offensive tackle in the country. Amarius Mims just behind him, uh, number 15 in the country. So, um, there weren't a lot of huge, um, significant moves when it comes to Bama guys outside of Terry and Arnold. Um, you know, there, there's some other moves, you know, both of the in-state five-star, uh, in-state five-star range guys, um, not five stars yet by 24 seven sports, um, Jaquincy McKinstry and Dylan Brooks, they're still in there, uh, in, in that kind of range they were already in. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see this adjust more significantly probably once, uh, you know, we can get out and see these guys and obviously senior seasons play a big role too. Yeah. I was going to ask you about McQuinstry and Brooks. It looks like it, uh, could be a pretty tight race for top overall prospect in the state of Alabama as we move through this process. Yeah, it, it can be, uh, or it probably will be. Um, both guys have done nothing but impress in the times that, that we've seen them on tape and, and in person on the camp circuit. We've been able to get out and, and kind of see them in that in that setting as well. Um, so, you know, it could certainly be a situation that comes down to um, whether it be All-American Bowl performances, um, whichever games um, either of them are playing in, whether it be Under Armour or, or uh, uh, all American in, in San Antonio uh, or senior season. You know, a lot, a lot goes into uh, these evaluations. It's always kind of a the senior year can always be a pivotal, you know, change. You know, Willie Anderson, for example, last year I think um, he entered the year number eighty three in the country, and he ended up number five overall prospect. So a lot can change between now and in uh, signing day come February. 
Yeah, and you mentioned Terry and Arnold, a safety from Tallahassee, Florida. Alabama's had some success in yep. Tallahassee in the past. Ronnie Harrison at the safety position coming from uh, Tally there not too long ago for Nick Saban. Um, as we get out of here with you on a Friday edition of Daybreak, Hank, what about a flip target or two that we should have our attention uh, on right now? We know that typically this is the case, and you look at an Alabama class right now for 2021 that has just one commitment. Uh, that kind of tells us that at some point down the road, some folks that are a part right now of maybe some other classes have a good chance of being a part of Alabama's 2021 haul when it's all said and done. You got to you got a prime target or two for us from the flip front. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I, I think there's a handful. And yeah, like you said, um, flip targets have, have been an important, uh, important, you know, f- group w- w- in past cycles. Last cycle, we saw two from OU. Um, you know, they weren't true flips with uh, Des Moines Kennedy and, and Quandarius Robinson because they decommitted and, and kept the recruitments going. But both those guys were committed to Auburn at one point. Um, Javion Cohen, of course, in December flipped from Auburn. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not over until it's over, until they sign letters of intent. And, and Bama certainly has some guys, I think, a couple to watch. And we just wrote about him um, last week on, on Bama Online. Jalen Milrow, the Texas quarterback commit. Um, you know, can we see, do we see Bama do that again? I didn't even mention Bryce Young a minute ago when I was talking about flips from last cycle. That was the biggest one. Pretty big uh, one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of overlooked that one a little bit, but, uh, no, could, could, could Bama do that again with, with, uh, with Texas commit Jalen Milrow? I, I think it's possible. Uh, they've, they've already laid the groundwork with them from last summer. Um, you know, that they're in constant communication with them now again, we saw Drake May flip to North Carolina, so Bama's kind of circled back on a guy like Jalen Milrow, and, and he appears to be pretty receptive at this point. We'll see if anything um, comes of that. Maybe another one that, you know, he's given no real indication of wavering, but, you know, maybe in six months, that's not the case. Lee Hunter, the defensive tackle, committed to Auburn um, from the Mobile area. He's another one um, that, you know, Bama's still pushing for or, or, you know, recruiting pretty heavily, and he, he plans to take an official visit. So those are a couple guys to keep an eye on. Um, I have another story up at Bama Online w- with some others, and, you know, we're, we're going to see other names pop up too as we go along. Oh, there you go. Hank South, as always, delivering the goods here on Daybreak, part of the Built by Bama Online podcast. Thanks so much, Hank. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Travis. Sounds good. There he goes. Hank South. Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on Daybreak. It is the Built by Bama online podcast. If you haven't already, please consider a subscription to the podcast and leave a rating and a review while you're there. We would certainly appreciate that as well. Thanks again. We'll talk to you again real soon.